What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This week, we are talking about words without actions. I know, it is a topic that everybody loves to talk about, and so we're doing it this time. Um, yeah, but basically, we give you a few examples, like always, about, you know, I give you one example up front, like a big one that's actually a possible outcome. And then we talk about it a few times where the opposite is true. So I uh, hope you guys take something out of it. Hope you guys enjoy it. And here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Discovery. Going throttle up. And here we go. That such good timing. Someone yeah. just caught the end of the intro. Hey, hey, person who just caught the end of the intro. Welcome to the show. Uh, so here's the deal. And I thought about this since last week. Um, how I how I want to do this. What bothers me is like, like let's just talk about. We'll get into the show in a second. Okay, there's a topic. Just give me a second. Give me a second. Um, so there's a lot of podcasters that do live stuff. Right. And something that drives me crazy being on this side of it uh -huh. and knowing right. is that there is chat functionality, yes. right? We're on three platforms right now. Right. And so it bothers me because I know they're sitting here just like, you don't exist person. Like, forgive me for saying that. that what a dick move. <laughs> like people are watching you right. and they're saying things and you're like, yeah, you don't matter. Oh, they matter enough to watch. And so I was really like, okay, what's more professional? Just roll on with the show right. and, and be like everyone else. And like that chat's not there. No, I like, unless they just say some outlandish stuff. Like, <laughs> well, like, cause I was doing the one with Josh and yeah. Doc Kimball chimed in uh -huh. and I, it's more convenient. I'm just going to tell you, it's more convenient for me to be like, Hey, what's up doc? than it is for me to like, <laughs> all right, right. Tippy type type away. So if you say something, I'll say something back unless you're just a lunatic in which right. case. Unless you're just nasty. Everyone's going to see that. Um, <laughs> and we will put you on blast if you're nasty and rude. Oh, yeah. So. Mean old nasty? Forget about it. <laughs> so this week, we're talking about, um, it's in the title, words are cool, but actions are a lot cooler. Yeah. And I think everyone, everyone on the planet has this idea. They've heard, like, you know, your actions speak louder than words, right? right? And, and it's a really cool saying that you heard in Bible school. But and, and a lot of other places. right everywhere else. Um, but I want to really talk about like the impact of actionless words and how it can really screw things up. And contrarily, how actioning those words can make everything better. Um, and so I'm going to use an example from my life, as I sometimes do. Um, 
But and you'll never guess what part of my life. Mm, let's see. Let's see. What could it be? I'm gonna go with the military. Really? Yeah, I know it's crazy <laughs> to think. But at any rate, and in fact, so not it's it's twofer because it ties into what I do now too because I have a keynote um, called Perspective Switch, right. and in Perspective Switch, I actually use this story to kind of set the scene for the whole 90 minute talk. But the story is little baby private crutcher shows up to Fort Lewis thinking that I've got something figured out. I I have nothing figured out (laughs) with that, put that on front street. Um, And it's shortly after getting into my unit, I'm like, Oh, I've got nothing figured out. Like, I know that (laughs) I I know how to do this thing. And I know how to do this thing, everything else, like complete and utter. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But as a young soldier, you're like, but they've got it figured out, right? Right. They're these guys. Right. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> you'd like to think that. Um, but so, so I was hashtag blessed. Right. I had a very, very cool, competent demigod for a battalion commander. Yes. Uh, I've talked about him on the show before. His name's William James. Changed his name to Buck because he's just that damn cool. Right. But um, <laughs> at any rate. So shortly after coming into the unit, we had Humvees, right? Mm-hmm. They get rid of those. Right. Those go away, and they tell us we're going to get something called a striker. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what a striker is. Right. No, no one does. No one knows what a striker <laughs> no is. No one's seen it. No one's- <laughs> the closest thing on the planet that exists to a striker is something called a lav. Right. Um, and ne- next to each other, like, oh, those are about the same. No, nah, not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, but... Sorry, we're going to get these new vehicles. Right. And oh, by the way, you're now scheduled to deploy. And oh, by the way, you have to get certified with these new vehicles that have never looked. If you weren't there, and some of you were, but if you weren't there, this has never, never, ever, 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 ever in the history of warfare been done. And we're going to do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're like, yeah. okay, it's cool. These guys know what's going on. Um, because they've known everything else that sure. they needed to know, so why would they not know this thing that needs to get explained? And so, legitimately, and this is part of my keynote, right. legitimately, for like a month, the answer that you're getting that friends, family, spouses are getting about this looming deployment, this new platform, all yeah. these new changes is hey, at the end of the month, battalion commander is going to talk to us, right? And and it's like that's going to alleviate all the stress. 100%. And, and then we're going to know everything we need to know, and we can roll into the future with all this confidence. Right. So just wait till the end of the month. So that's our that's our go-to answer. <laughs> right. For everyone. Yes. For to, and, and, like, this is a big deal in the Pacific Northwest. Right. Like, whoa. And so even news media, like, news outlets are covering this thing. Right. And we have talking points. Like, we have a we have a brief at the end of the month. Right. <laughs> like, right. We'll know more. We'll know more. <laughs> And so at my level, at the lowest organizational level, my perception is, okay, so he's off going to all these secret squirrel meetings, right. learning the characteristics and capabilities of this new platform, what we can and can't do with it. He's got a manual. Like, right. There must be some school that's set up right? for this that, that people are going through and then going to come back. Not play. <laughs> so what happens? Wait, what? <laughs> and again, keynote touch point is what happens is the month rolls through. Mm-hmm. We're all in formation. A battalion worth of guys ready to go close with and destroy the enemy. Just right. tell us how this damn truck works. Right. Lay it on us. <laughs> and and uh, he stands in front of us. And after a couple, like, you know, probably intentional mic adjustments, really, really having to own what's about to come out of his mouth. Right. He's like, all right, guys. So I don't know. <laughs> We're like, what? And a hush. But not only not, I don't know. He addresses 
one by one. Right. Every concern. I know you're worried about how they're going to do this. Who's going to work where? Like, because not only is it a new platform, right. we're integrating all these different entities, right? You've got Ford observers, you've got mortars, you've got medics, you've got all these different supporting elements that are now going to be organic right. to a company. Right. This is a new thing, right? right? Yeah. Like you've had, you've had your company mortar team before, right? Right. But you've not had a Ford observer. Oh, and by the way, we're going to give you tankers, right? <laughs> these are, these are 19 series bubbles, not even the same. They're not even infantry. Right. And I don't know if you know anything about the military guys, but, Infantry guys don't play nice with a lot of people. Um, it's, we're better than you, and we know it. We want to make sure you know it. No, but why is the sky blue? There is there's a big rivalry between cav and infantry, right? But we're called the queen of battle. We're the king of battle. We're like, shut up and make me a sandwich, you know? Um, aren't you guys supposed to be on your truck? Like, what are you doing on the ground? So he addresses every single concern. How is it all going to work? And then goes, I don't know. And in that what? moment, it was, I don't know, pause. And I'll give you what comes after the pause. But I don't know. And in that moment, had he stopped and walked away, right. we're screwed. Right. There's no morale. There's no motivation. We're, we're all going to die. Like, right. game over. Right. The next word after that pause, though, was, but we're going to figure it out together. Those are great words yes. to hear. Yes. As a young soldier... It's great to hear that the the guy at the top of echelon, like he owns the fact that this is an unknown. Right. But we're gonna figure it out and together. And together. Right. Right. I'm I'm willing to listen to your ideas. You have to be willing to listen to my ideas. We're all gonna be in this other country together. We've we've got to figure this out. And we've got 18 months right. from today, 18 months to figure out how to make all this work in a very synergistic manner so that we can effectively execute the mission of the United States. Right. It's not just so that we can bumble through right. and, and make it. I no, mean, no. You have we, a mission right. to accomplish. It's invasion time. Right. And so also, so everyone's aware, like we knew we were deploying, but Iraq hadn't started yet. Right. This is still Afghanistan. So we think we're going to Afghanistan right. at this point. Yeah. We, we don't know that Saddam's like, nah, dog, you can't see my toys. Right. You know? <laughs> right. right. There, I mean, there's a lot that played out. Right. I, I mean, During the training. Me, sure. Besides everything that you guys are trying to do that changes the game for you. And so in just that saying that, right, it, it, he's gone from here to here to here, like three different paradigm shifts in the matter of one sentence mm -hmm. where we're, we're excited. We're terrified. Oh, we're really excited. Right. He's got ultimate buy-in ultimate engagement right. from approximately 300 killers ready to rock and roll. Right. Perfect place to be in. And had he done nothing after that, we would have been totally and utterly screwed. Right. Now I'll hit fast forward on a little bit. So everyone knows, like if you need to go actually do your job or something, I'm doing <laughs> mine. Um, <laughs> but if what, what ended up happening is exactly what he said. We figured it out from the lowest level to the highest level together. Everyone. And we're going to get into a little bit. Everyone had input. Everyone's we legitimately wrote the standards yes. and, you know, the SOPs for how this platform does business. We yes. did everything from, you know, C5s landing in a, a dry riverbed in the desert and getting into action and, you know, getting the trucks ready and getting into combat. Like we, right. we did it all. Everything that might come up, we did it. Right. And, and I mean, the big stuff like that, but also down to like maintenance, how to, how to change, how to change the oil. Right. right. Exactly. I mean, all of it. All when of it. when you've I got, remember you coming home and, it, you know, 
like today we figured out how to take this bolt off, <laughs> you know, and it's like, and it was a real difficult fix. But, Look, <laughs> years later, I would sit on the critical site selection task board yeah. and they were like, do we really need drop the ramp as a task? I'm like, yeah, yeah. you do. Because the worst thing is to have that day one soldier in the back. You're like, drop the ramp crazy. We got to dismount. And he's like, Woo-hoo. like, it's the thing, guy, the thing. Like, right. we got to move. Right. All that stuff matters. <laughs> and if you if you don't know what a striker is, Google that sucker, S-T-R-Y-K-E-R. And if the first thought that comes to your mind is not, what the hell is that thing? Right. Well, not only that, but you had to learn how to how to put on different things to protect right. yourselves and how to mount different weaponry. And that's the other thing. Like, I so mean, it was all, it, it was all brand new. They were giving the company, right? The smallest element in a fighting force outside of like a platoon or squad. Right. But like all the toys. Yeah. We have tow missiles. We have snipers. We have mortars. We have AT fours. We have javelins. We, we got all this I stuff. All the things. And this crazy Wazoo truck to figure out Mark 19s and 50 cows. Like, we're bringing some scunion. If we can just figure this sucker out, Google scunion too. You'll have fun. Um, but it was because he followed through with the action. And so, like, the end state was we ended up going to Iraq, not Afghanistan. We figured that sucker out when we were doing the National Training Center. Oopsie. Um, we actually didn't think we were coming. There was a, for yeah. a moment there, we thought we were going to just go straight from California because it was like Saddam was acting a fool. Yeah. Um, but we were one of the most successful units ever. We were there yeah. during the invasion. We were an expeditionary unit and we, we kicked ass. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we were the most lethal force The Iraqis were terrified of us. Mm-hmm. They called us ghost soldiers. Like yeah. it was a big deal, yes. but we would have never gotten there. had he just left it at a speech. Right. Right. And ended on, I don't know. Right. <laughs> and even if he said, I don't know, we'll figure it out together and then never right. pull the trigger and action that together part. Right disappeared into the into the office somewhere it doesn't work um and and in that one it's easy to point out the actionable piece right right lots of moving pieces there but the biggest one was like he had he had the action that his subordinate leaders understood if i don't know staff sergeant there's no way you know right and so if that private over there is the one doing the thing and he tells you hey this it's cool the way you told me to do it but this way is way better you need to open your ear holes and listen. Right. You need to write that down and tell the world. The other thing is that man was everywhere. Yes. Everywhere to the point like you would have thought he had been cloned. <laughs> right. Because that was the action piece. He had to show up to all the training. He had to be present. If we were in garrison, like the dude was just a shark. He never stopped moving. And and he actioned all facets of our lives to include personal time. Mm-hmm. Like he, he took all of it so personally that not a joke at 1600, there is, there are first sergeants and commanders right now who have PTSD from Buck Williams James coming into their office, screaming with a sharpened sog tomahawk right. at four o'clock in the afternoon on Fridays, you know, berating right. them why their soldiers were why still at work. Yeah. He actioned it all. Right. Well, it was, I mean, it was such a crazy time because, there was so much, I mean, really, there was so much stress. It was figuring it out. And, you know, you have you have a whole packing list you've got to get together. Right. You've got family stuff that you've got to get taken care of. The thing is, is, you know, you have to have a will. You have to have all these power power of attorneys. Yeah, there's so much to do. And there's so much to take care of. And there's 
so much emotion that's happening too. And for the soldiers that were deploying that had families, all their families have emotions. Right. And and it's you're scared and you're excited to be part of something. You're excited, you know, on the family side to support your soldier, but it is it is a terrifying thing. Right. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, <clears throat> oh yeah, Forsyth, drop the ramp, make your mamas proud. That's right, buddy. That's right. Um <laughs> But, you know, and this was the perfect storm of words coming together with actions and getting optimal results. And so what I would like listeners and viewers to take away is that it is possible. Right. Like, was he the hardest working leader I've ever met? A thousand percent. I mean, except for me, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Um, (laughs) No, but he he worked his ass off for us. He was he was all the things. He was selfless. He was humble. He he actioned it all. Right. Um, and, and never made anybody feel like anything they had to say was slowing him down or was stupid or, you know, I mean, he was, he was just so well-rounded as far as the leadership portion. Right. You wanted, you wanted to be in it together with him. hundred <laughs> percent. I got to answer a quick question okay. uh, with magic, Chris. Anyway, oh. um, he asked how I get my bill to curve up like that. Oh yeah. I said with magic. It's a skill. <laughs> now, so that's the perfect storm. And it worked and it was optimal. Everything functioned, you know, the so many good takeaways. I'm not going to get into them all, but if you go to aboveaveragelisha.com, you can schedule me to come give the rest of the keynote That's right. and you'll hear the rest. That's right. But now we're going to, really <laughs> I want to talk about if it doesn't happen that way, right. because that's really the, it's no bene senor. Right. Um, and we can break it down to like a much more micro level. Yeah. We don't have to go full, full scale right. operations in a foreign country. <laughs> Worldwide, <laughs> we have different different life experiences fine yeah. Yeah. but but like you know because it is a, a leadership show it's important like let's look at just corporate america right? right and and you know insert business here insert company here um it, i i've seen it mm-hmm. like my short tenure my four and a half years in corporate america like right. trying to climb the greasy ladder um <laughs> You know, and I started at like the third platform and I was like, I don't even care about the rest of your greased up ladder. You would see it all the time and you'd have your peer leader, right? Where you're doing like your handoff. We would call that right seat ride, right? They're coming in to take over the battle space right. from you. Um, they're coming in and you'll see them brief their team. Like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. They'll give them the whole list of things that are going to get accomplished during that shift. Right. And and they'll even say like, hey, you know, if you need anything for me, right. here's where I'm going to be. Here's what I'm going to be doing. Right. All you have to do is holler at me. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I, a real example, a real example that I saw was that leader mm-hmm. would come and give their two cents. Right. And this is not a made up story. This person went into an office and slept. <laughs> slept during their entire Um, shift so it's demoralizing for the rest of the group and so we did best case scenario for you know when it happens and when it comes together so this is probably one of the worst case scenarios for when it fails so the fallout from that right because i this is my peer Mm -hmm. we have we we have the same team but we have overlapping you know times that we lead that team right um, and they thought they were good. They thought they squeaked by that. No one knew. And look, here's the deal. Like I'll, 
I'll give them a little leeway. Like they were, they were sick. Like I get it. You yeah. came into work right. sick. You're, you're, you're suffering. Right. I understand. Like sometimes it's just, it's a rough Tuesday. Um, it's not, it's not excusable though, yeah. because if you are a leader and you show up, you're there to lead. You're not there to nap. Right. You're not there to, to put your feet up. You're not there to, man, if you're not out working your team, you're wrong. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. If you are not out in some facet, right? Maybe right. it's the logistics side. Maybe it's the paperwork side. Maybe, whatever it is, like you better go in there and outperform them every single day because if you aren't and you can't, you don't deserve to lead. Right. Like that's the bottom line. Well, and what what does your team have to aspire to? Right. You know, I mean, if they're if they watch you and their goal is, oh, I want to get promoted so I can sleep in the office, you know, everything's falling apart. And that, you know, that's how we, we've talked about toxic leadership before. That's how you get that thread of toxicity that just continues to perpetuate in organizations because they see once I'm here, I can, no I can drop into kick it mode, <laughs> you know, and just yell at people when they screw up. Right. Um, had, had things gone a little differently, it may not have been an issue. Right. right. You know, cause they thought they got away with it. They thought nobody knew, but someone's always watching, man. We've talked about that. When we talked about, are you a leader? Like someone is watching you and show enough, you know, someone who really trusted me as a leader saw that this person had slept all night. Mm -hmm. And so they came to me it, it, to their credit. Like they really, you know, thought about this for a while. They didn't come straight to me the next day to dime out this other leader. Right. It wasn't a tattle situation. <laughs> um, and they came to me and they were like, you know, what do I do here? Like talking about filing a complaint and all this stuff. And, as a peer to this person, it's a tough spot to be in because, you know, I want to, I want to protect my crew. Right? right. But I also know from a leadership perspective, like there's no other verbiage for this. That's bullshit. <laughs> and, and it didn't matter how much I tried to empathize with that person's situation, right. that overwhelming, like pit in my stomach, that's bullshit feeling right. just kept bubbling to the surface. And I, I was more mad than, the subordinate was in this case. Right. I was furious right. because well, you had a bigger perspective on on what it meant and what it was what it was illustrating. Right, and so let you know, frame it up a little bit. So that it wasn't just this person knows and that's problematic. Right. What happened that evening was so many systems that needed to be executed efficiently failed yeah. uh, because of a lack of operational oversight. Right, and that's the thing when it comes to leadership, guys. Like it. You don't always need to be turning widget or putting cog in. Right. Like your presence is like 70% right. of your of your job. Right. Being available, <clears throat> available for questions, comments, concerns, just getting to know the people that you're working right. with and working for. And just just like Buck James did, I mean, that's where I learned it for sure. Yeah. Like you got to shark around. You can't stop moving. You've got to be ever present. Like, you know, when I was a drill sergeant, soldiers thought I was a cyborg, like legitimately had a cycle ask me if I was part robot right. because I was always there, right. always right behind them. Right. They never saw you do any human things. And I'm not saying you take it to that level. Right. I mean, you know, I was extreme. Like I wanted them to see something damn near unattainable while right. they were there. Right. Um, yeah, I got lucky a few times. <laughs> I, I knocked out a tree one time. I know. I punched, punched a tree right down. and it timber. That's uh, so great. <laughs> anyway, and so like, you know, here's this guy, right. I, and I, I went hard on it. But you don't have to go out. But you got to show up. Yeah. You got to show up. And so things had failed. Um, 
which led to the next day being problematic for the other teams coming in, like, cause they couldn't start their processes how they needed to, because there was incomplete stuff that had to get wrapped up. And it, so what happens because you, you don't show up to lead and your actions and words are not jiving. Right. You're, you're hurting way more people than you think. Yeah. Right. Right. The, the, the trickle down factor is, is big here because if, if you're not doing what you say you're going to do, it, it's spilling over into all these other people who now maybe they've said they were going to do something, but they can't because right. it, it got hung up here. That's not their job that they don't know the process. They can't even pick up the slack for you if they wanted to. Right. And, and everybody's just at a standstill and everybody's starting to get angry. And, <laughs> and that anger you know, it has its own slippery slope of consequences when it comes to like, you know, continued buying the organizational goals, completing things to, you know, a hundred percent, all that stuff suffers. But, and it's something that we've talked about before. And I, I've actually been asked this question several times, like given a list of five leadership traits, which one is the most important and, you know, like humility, I think is huge and all this, but I really think that the one that I would put at the top, is, is there for a few reasons. One, you're not going to get it unless you inculcate the others on the list, right? Yeah. You're never going to get this one. But once you get this, it's trust. Yeah. Trust, I think, is the number one thing. And you're not going to get there without being humble. You're not going to get there without being, you know, selfless and all all the, right. the things honest, you know. Genuine. But I think trust is the most important. Mm -hmm. And if, if that is the one that you're aspiring towards the most, then you're going to do the others. That's the only way to get there. Right. And that is what, when you have actionless words will get hurt the most, the fastest and is damn it. Just the hardest to get back. Yeah. Um, because what, none of what you say matters anymore. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, it's that thing that my mom used to always tell me trust is a bank account. Right. You can, you can make withdrawals, but eventually it's going to be empty if you're not putting anything back in. And, and you know, the size of your withdrawal matters too. Right. I mean, you could be balling in the trust account, right. But you show up, put out some notes and take a 10 hour nap. Right. Like That's you're, withdrawal. you're going to get an overdraft <laughs> fee killer. Right. right. And right. that it's, I mean, everyone's been there, right? Yeah. Whether you've been the one who had your trust broken or you're the one who broken the trust, but I, and everywhere in between, how toxic did all of it become? Right. Because you're, you're constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's yeah. like, okay, they said that like, and it's like, it's like if you're standing on the ledge of something, right. Yeah. And everyone's like, all right, we're all going to jump. And you're, and you're just waiting right. and you're in that perpetual state of like, are we? Right. Because you know, the second your ass hops off, they're going to be waving at you from the right. top. Well, there's no going back. Right. There's no going back. Once, once you jump. <laughs> it's like, I promise you have a bungee cord. Are you sure? Because the last three times <laughs> right. I sure did crash on the rocks because of your ass. <laughs> and it, yeah. it, it crushes team. It crushes morale. It crushes continuity altogether. And, and it's in everything. I mean, yeah. but you know, I mean, we could break it down into a million different examples with your kids, yeah. right? Right. Like your kids say, you know, you've got your, your rules and regulations or your standards of being in the house. And you mm -hmm. say, all right, guys, like, you know, I'll dine him out. Cause I know he, he, he might be watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> Levi. Um, 1030. 
right? 10.30 on school nights is when, like, the world shuts down. Right. And everyone is like, 10.30 is early. You know, shut up. I didn't right. ask you. Right. Raise right. raise your monster on you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but 10.30, right? right. Because but, right. And it's not because we're being hard. No. It's because we know our child. Yes. And we know that he does better a little more sleep. Right. He's not, he's not a, you know, he's not a morning person like dad. No. He's not going to hit the ground running. Um, <laughs> no, he needs a little bit. needs a little extra. <laughs> and we also know he's super driven. Yes. And he's got a lot of things on a daily that he yes. wants to accomplish. Right. Whether, and it, it is all things with him. Like yes. if we're being honest, it's all yes. things with all of our kids, but yes. he is just, he's at that level in, in he's, school. He's older. Right. So you, you see it, you see where it's like school is important. Sports are important. Friends are important. Prime example. When the quarter was getting ready to flip. That kid, because they're doing a lot of their stuff online, he sat there and and took a test like four times mm -hmm. to make sure he went into the next quarter with a 4.0. Right, right. He, I mean, he, he did fill that all the extra credit he could do, right. went back and checked on all the things that he could check that he could affect. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was and, it was a stressful, you know, afternoon. And oh, by the way, you know, while this is going on, he's getting snap, 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 snap from right. his friends. His friends are going, let's play X. Let's do this. Let's and he also this. wanted to lift that day right. and, you know, play right. with his sister, like right. give her some time. So he, he has done all, he wants to do all these things today. Right. And we got it. 1030 man, right. 1030. Right. Right. And so that's the why behind it. But, you know, even with that, it's like if 1030 shows up for like five days in a row and it's like 1130, I hear him in there. Cause he's, He's not quiet. No. You know, he's squeaking like a weirdo to his friends on live. It's like, and I'm like, hey, player, like, right. we're shutting it down. Right. It's time. And it takes a while. You know, he's, he's Johnny on the spot with it. And that, that, this is important to understand. Um, when that trust is screwed up, right? Because for three or four days, the trust got broken because we haven't kept our, our hard times that we've all agreed upon. And, you know, what is he doing in there? Like, right. hey, leader, what are you working on? Like, right. whatever it is. What he does is what we've taught him to do and what we do in, in all things, or at least try to, you know, breaking trust is a screw up. Right. And like I said before, if you're going to get to that one, you got to have all these other ones. Right. So the first thing he does when he gets called out on it is he takes ownership. Right. Yeah. He, he apologizes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. He has a whole checklist of, I know I was wrong because, and then we'll say, you know, whatever, whatever it was, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it again because I know this is in place because, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he's really good about showing us that he understands we're not, we're not being mean. It's for his, his own good. And so, so this is, it's fun because we get to full circle everything, right. which is actually good. We can, we can probably wrap it up pretty quick. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know, it's cold in the studio right now. Yes, it's it is. snowmageddon. It's like negative twenty-five degrees here today. Sucks. And it's it, it's you know it's not like that here. So Winter's dumb. Right. Yeah. But at any rate, so <laughs> trust is broken. Right. Right. So here here you go. Trust is broken. Um, we we've had words without the action right. broken the trust. So first step: ownership of the situation. Right. I screwed up. Like, don't even try and paint it in a different way. Oh, this was going on. No one cares why you screwed up. Right. Everyone just cares that you screwed up. That's it. Uh, ownership of the situation. And now guess what you're doing? You're making new words, right. new agreements right. that are going to take you to the next step the next that you step. screwed up last time. Right. 
action. Right. Holy crap. <laughs> right. And just in, you know, full disclosure, it that's very difficult for me. I have I have it, a lot it can be of, difficult for everybody. Yes, I I I want to explain things. Sure. And then I wanna make sure that you understand where I'm coming from. And then and then it's like I wanna say what my next action steps are, my next words, and then it's like but maybe it needs to sit for a little bit because maybe it needs, maybe there's some healing that needs to happen and it just gets messy. And it's, it really is a waste of time because it's not going anywhere. That, it's, it's just festering and it's sitting and you're stuck. And, and it's something that we've talked about and, you know, I've, I've put us there a few times, but everyone does it. Right. I mean, it, it's not, it's not because I'm a horrible person or no. because I don't love you or because I don't care. It's just, you know, I the way my brain works is I I want there to be complete understanding, complete forgiveness. Well, and to be fair, <laughs> you know? like, like that example I gave of that person that I worked with, right? Right. They weren't a bad person. Right. They're they're a, a super sweet individual. Right. Very like that created some friction with us. Yeah. We worked through it, and then we're very friendly after that. Like right, right. And there's to your point, explaining the why it happened. Right. It's why two terms in the corporate world exist, and both terms I hate because it's <laughs> it's the the pleated khaki, you know. All right, well, here's what we're gonna do. Um, come on. Um, no, but at any rate, it's it's these two terms. Well, let's put a pin in it and circle back around to it. Right. That's why that exists. Yeah. Right. When you yeah. when you feel compelled in the moment to tell all the whys behind how you got to the broken trust. For everyone's sake, just put a pin in that and circle back around to it when there's some trust reestablished. Because right. if the or trust when the person is is wants to know why. Right. They'll if, come to you. Right. If it matters that much. Right. Some people truly don't care. Yeah. Some people are just like, cool story, bro. Don't care. Just let's get back to it. Right. Um you're definitely that kind 100%. of a hundred percent. Like whatever it was, just leave it and let's move forward. And, and but in, in my <laughs> life's journey, right. right? I mean, that has it's been very important if, that you've been able to just keep moving. But if, if private X comes up to me after an eight hour patrol that right. turned into a firefight and all this other nonsense right. went on and at 2 PM, you know, <laughs> he was pulling security left when I told him to pull security right. And I was like, Hey, stupid, pull security to the right. That, that was in his head all day. Mm -hmm. He thinks the trust is broken that, you know, and the reality is like, we're seven hours past that homie. And if right. you come to me like, Hey, Sergeant, look, I got to explain like, dude, I don't care. Right. Just don't do that again. That's it. Like right. for me, it's right. so, I don't care why, right. like don't do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, wait, because the reality is like, you're going to get a chance. And, and for this particular individual and for probably most people who find themselves in this situation, it's not a malicious thing. It's not a, I don't care about the team thing. It's not any right. of that stuff. It's life builds up. Yeah. Things happen. You know, your thoughts go other places, your emotions go other places and you're not here where you need to be. And it happens to everybody, but the person who feels wronged in the situation doesn't know about it. And in the moment doesn't care yeah. what they care about is acknowledgement and moving on. Right. What are we going to do to fix it? And coming back later, once, you know, let the scab heal a little bit before you start ripping it back off again, <laughs> then come back and say, Hey, look, here's, here's right. why. And like with this particular individual that I brought up, like, man, lots of why. Yeah. It was one of those things that yeah. was really understandable and I felt terrible. Yeah. Um, but in the moment, like you're here to lead. Right. You're here to do a job. Right. And 
you know, I've talked about it before. Um, if you're there to lead, man, you got to show up hundred percent every day. Like it sucks, but you've got to turn you off all your nonsense, all your drama, all your problems. It doesn't matter right now because everyone's following you. And if you come in with problems and nonsense and drama, you're leading them into problems, nonsense and drama. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, it, it, sometimes it sucks and leadership can be a lonely ass place, but yeah. you know, why, why do you want to be a leader? Right. You know, like for Buck James in that moment to have complete and total transparency to say he has no earthly idea how it's going to work, but damn it, we're going to figure it out together. And then to action those words and make one of the most successful units to ever deploy to Iraq. I mean, like you got to show up. Do you yeah. think it, it's not because he wasn't scared or because he didn't have a family and he, he had did. just as many things to get in line as everybody else? But I know that, but you got to think he's at the battalion commander level. Right. So, whatever like piddly ass bills and whatnot we've got to worry about as a private family, right. this guy has got a wife, kids, motorcycles, the whole nine. Right. He's right. got a lot on his plate. Right. Home ownership. And from that speech to execution time when we rolled across the border from into Samara. Do you think he never got into it with his wife? <laughs> of course not. Do you think Private Crutcher knew about that at all? Hell no. Because he was there to make it happen. Right. Right. He was there to action the words he said. And you know that he took that principle home. Yeah. And if he said, honey, I'm going to take the trash out on Tuesday. I mean, it might be, you know, he said, I'm going to do it by 6 p 6 a.m., and it might be 5.59 and 59 seconds, but his ass got the trash out. He was, he was taking it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, right. I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah, no, I think it's it's real easy to put your words out there and then kind of hope for the best or wait for someone to come along and be like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Let's, let's do this. But you have to action your words. You, you, right. you had, you had something to say, an idea, whatever, whatever it is. So put the movement behind it. Right. <laughs> you know, that the hope is, is that whatever your idea was, is going to be good enough for everybody that when you just start moving forward, people start coming with you and everyone starts to get excited and you can adjust the plan as you need to. Right. But, but unless unless you actually start moving forward it's it's just you ever have a, empty a, a weird analogy pop into your head mm-hmm, a lot okay <laughs> I keep I just, to myself. i'm not going to i'm like should i share this <laughs> yeah i should everyone's played skee-ball mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so words without actions is like that last one comes down the chute and you're like this one's gonna go in the thousand and you just set it down right <laughs> like all right go to the thousand like no dumbass, you gotta, you gotta roll it up right. there. Right. You gotta action it. The thing is, is that's a really good analogy because because you, you love ski ball. Well, I, <laughs> I do. <laughs> but that's not the point. <laughs> but there are times where you do pick up the ball and you throw it and you miss, and right. it may cause some other issues to come up. But at least you moved. At least, at least you were putting some feet on your words. But that's the other really important piece that you just brought up is that if you have all these words and you don't action them yourself, you leave them to others to action. Um, a lot of leaders fall into that trap, right? Because they think I'm going to say what's going to happen and they're going to make it happen. But then it hits a 200 or it gets in that first little gutter, right? right? 
And if you're not the one acting it, right. you don't know what didn't go according to plan. Right. If you're not present in the plan, you have no idea what went left of center. Right. And so you can't readjust. You can't do that very critical on the fly course correction right. to make sure we're now we're aiming back towards right. the goal. Or if everyone is like, yes, this is a great idea. And they all show up to the same lane of speed ball and they just start chucking the ball down the lane, right. you know, then you've got, you've got all the, the but think about if we if we left our kindergartner with a row of eight ski ball machines and we're like, hey, all these need to go in the thousand. Got it? She she'd be like, hell yeah, I got it. Right. And if we walked away, right. we don't help her action that. <laughs> you are gonna have broken glass. <laughs> right. Like Mickey is running in terror. You know, right. Meredith is shooting fire arrows. Right. Like yeah. it's a it's a problem at Disney World. It's total. <laughs> we are like two months out. Spoiler. Anyway, um, but yeah, so you have to be present. You have to be actioning your words. Um, even if, even if the action piece, the actual do piece isn't coming from your body, you have to action it by being there, right? Be present in the plan to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Thanks. Thank you. Anything else? (laughs) I, I, I think we covered it. I I just want to play ski ball. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've done it now. I guess you guys know what I'm doing later. All right. So hope you guys enjoyed it. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Nice to be in orbit.